So when you study the word mastery in itself, the first word that identifies or comes up when you look at the word mastery is dominion. Mm. Is dominion. What does that remind you of? Or what should it remind you of? What it should, at least I can say this to y'all, what it should remind y'all of? Because y'all been around D, so y'all, it should remind y'all of something. The, when you think about the, the word dominion. The original uh, uh, commands that Adam was given. The original mandate that God placed upon man right. is to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion. So from the very beginning, God was thinking about mastery. From the very beginning. The concept of mastery was instilled in man. God wouldn't tell you to do anything that he didn't already put in you to do. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Welcome to another episode of Win As One, Gospel Love Edition. I'm Aviance. I am Aramis. I'm Caitlin. And I am Coach D. So last week we were talking about marriage mastery, and we still want to continue on to that subject. So That's because you had a whole lot of questions. <laughs> and you took us over time. I, I think I do remember something about hey, that. It was you. Oh, no. It was you, babe. <laughs> I'll be the love. Oh, so this I'll be is the Monday. Love. This, is, this is Monday. Okay. This is Monday. She just glad it's not her getting it right now. No, no. No, because no. he's 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 been on her. Mm -hmm. He's been on her already today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nah, let's yep. get it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. So I, I already kicked it off to you. So 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 yeah, marriage mastery. I'm talking about it is one of the most important things we can talk about because because mastery is, um, I think I said it can be daunting to some, but some can relish in the challenge. I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm one of those that happen to relish in the challenge mm -hmm. of of mastery. You know, um, really I, any challenge you you just yeah give it to me. We can get it. Yeah, we can go jump after right it. Like, in. like very grew up very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Grew up very competitive, still very competitive. Can't nobody be on one today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's trying to start. Yeah. I can go with her. I can go with her. I can go with her. I can go toe to toe. Like you know, boxing gloves still in the back of the car. He keeps saying that, but I haven't right. seen him yet. Well, I don't want you to hurt, get hurt. Yeah, um, that's what he says. But you know. being a competitive athlete all my life, like the challenges, like like my dream was to become a professional athlete, and I never forget the first person I told that to was was my was my cousin. And his first statement was, boy, you know how many guys, you know the chances you making it? You know only one of them. He started throwing out all kind of numbers. And I said, okay, I'm good with that. <coughs> I'm good with that. So that 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 gave me a mindset to overcome that obstacle and overcome that challenge of, well, I don't even know what the number is, one out of a million, it might be, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But just that, that growing up and always being willing to take on the athletic challenges, challenges just transferred over into everyday life. And, and you know, the idea of, Mastery um, to a lot of people sounds like hard work, a lot of work, and it's, and it's some it's some hard work to it, you know, for lack of a better term. But we uh, we have to recognize that it's something that that God has ordained. Like mm -hmm. it's in us to master things, right. and we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that and how how the idea of mastery is a God concept. It's a God thing, and, you know. Ain't nobody else made it up. God God originated from the very beginning. He was issuing out mandates for mastery. And so we're going to look at that and talk about how that relates to marriage and the importance of it. And I know um, we were we were talking about it. We were talking about it from the standpoint of the objective to learning and what it, and what goes into that. So we're going to dive into all those type, you know, aspects and just just really want to get people to embrace the idea. You know, um, we just get the feeling at times that people, you say marriage, marriage, they look at you like, oh, I can't, ain't nobody going to marriage, marriage. I mean, it's, it's going to be what it's going to be. 
right? And that's the attitude, and we end up settling for less than what we should have. Yeah. And what we don't realize is the impact that your marriage has on the community and the function of the community and the success of the community and the success or failure of your child. It has it in ways that, that goes beyond what we can um, what we can really imagine unless we really sit down and think critically about the impact. And we, we can talk about that. Well, that's, that's more of a community issue to begin with. I mean, people have this idea about that they, that they do about uh, marriage mastery. I mean, put it like this. How many, how many people have ever really seen their, their mother or father master something? You know what I mean? It's not a common concept in, in, in no, many you, households. You, you, I mean, that's a great point. That's a great if point. If you've never seen it, if, that's you've a great never, point. if you can't behold it, how can we imitate that? How can right. we emulate that? You right. know? No, that's, that's a great point. That's why, that's why it's so important for us to master marriage. The, the institution God intended for society to function like or, or, or function around. What better institution to master the, the mechanics of, the skills of, than that of marriage, right? And um, I guess we can talk about, we can talk about the example that, that, that I just mentioned um, as it relates to how it impacts our children in mm -hmm. society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was at a basketball game and um, me and my son, who's a, who's a college basketball coach, we were watching some high school boys play and there was a team from the urban community, all black team, and there was a team from the suburban community. They weren't all white. I think they had, they had two or three black kids that were playing, but you know, they, you know, they're not, they're not urban black kids, mm -hmm. right? They grew up in the suburban area. And the, Urban, the, the, the team from the city, they were the number one ranked team all year long, right? And they were playing, these, this, these guys were ranked number two, or number two or three, they kind of fluctuated. And um, everybody anticipated the team from the city winning because they're more athletic, they're stronger, they're quicker, they're more creative, right? They, they got the energy, they got the might, they, you know, they have the spunk, they have the attitude, they got, and they have all the physical qualities you would, to look at both teams. For them to win, you look at the other team. You know they're not as athletic, they're not as brawny, they're kind of skinny, they're kind of ruddy. You know they got to the white kids out there that you know they look like they lived their voice in their life, and it's like how they go, you know. But the strategy that was deployed by the coach was was a strategy that that kind of eliminated the physicality of the game, and eliminated the explosiveness and the quickness and the strength and the might of the. Uh, game where that's required of the game. It kind of eliminated that, and it forced you to to now to now um, use your intrinsic and your um, a less a less tangible or your not your non tangible skills to win this game because the nature of how they play required discipline, mm. teamwork, unity, patience. Emotional stability, psychological st stability. It, re it required you to now deal with those intangible traits that 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 causes success in life. Yeah. And as I'm looking at the game, I took I looked at my son because they were losing. I'm like, oh, they could play them all night long. They won't beat them. He said, well, why do you say that? I said, because of what's required to win this game. Mm -hmm. Our children. And, and I'm generally speaking here, not all of them, mm -hmm. um, but I, they, don't, they, they don't have the qualities necessary to win. 
one of the examples would be the, because of the, the strategy, the zone the team was playing, the idea of a zone is either get the ball to the middle or the bottom of the zone. You want to flip it. You, know, you want to flip the zone, right? And I'm using basketball vernacular, but you want to turn, flip the zone. And now their back is to all the players, and they can't see what players are. One of the keys of zone defense is keeping everybody in front of you. Well, if you get somebody in the middle of the zone and they get the ball, now, now all the eyes go to the middle, and they don't see everything that's happening. So the, the, the um, urban team was deploying, put a guy in the middle, but what that guy has to do, he has to turn, face the basket, and then that would draw the defense in. Now he can spray the ball out to open guys, right? Mm. Well, what this guy would do, he would catch the ball. He wouldn't turn and face the basket. And you hear the coach screaming, turn the face, turn the face. He won't, he won't turn the face, and he, he keeps his back. Then he'll, pat, he'll throw it out to somebody who's, you know, covered or they can't get a shot off. Well, call timeout. Coach yell at him, boom, go on the game. He does it. He turns, he does it. Next time, he does it one time. Go back down for to have some success, right? Mm-hmm. He no, he does it one time. Then the other thing I got to add to that, you supposed to, you can take it, you can ball fake, take a dribble, jump stop, ball fake again. Now that gets the defense, that draws the defense in, gets the defense in there. I mean, all kind of positive things happen. Right. He does that one time, they get they get a bucket. Mm-hmm. Next time down the floor, get the ball back to him in the middle again. He turn around, what do he do? He shoot it mm-hmm. because that's what he want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. He wants to shoot the ball. He don't, want to, he don't want to do the thing that's going to help the team win. He wants to do the thing that's going to help, right? And what I saw in it, the discipline that's necessary. There's no discipline. Right. Like you have to have, or the degree of discipline. Let me say it like that. I shouldn't say there's no discipline. But the degree of discipline necessary in that particular game is just not in us. It wasn't mm-hmm. in that team to do. And as I'm sitting there looking at it, you can see it all. I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm like, Lord, what, 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 where were they supposed to get that from? And it came to me from the home, from the home environment. 100%. Well, who's supposed to establish that culture of that home environment for them to get that? The husband and the wife. Right. Mm-hmm. So as I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there thinking about like this thing goes back to the marital institution because the same qualities that's required to be a heroic husband, to be a wondrous wife, to have a successful marriage, the discipline, the commitment, the meekness, the temperance. The unity, the patience, the kindness, the forgiveness, the comfort, the encouragement. All those same qualities are required to be successful in life. And if we are on the short end of state, you could be black, white. I just use that as an example. It, it, I'm, not, I'm not stereotyping anybody. I mean, it happens in white homes just like it happens in black homes and vice versa. But the point is, in that particular instance, how it came to me because you had what you had from an urban team and a, and a, and a, and a suburban team, unfortunately... Our children are growing up in our communities at a, in, in a, I think it's like 82% single parent homes mm-hmm. and 78% of those are mothers raising boys. Yep. Right? And if there is a, a situation where we have both parents in a home, a lot of times the marriage is dysfunctional and they're seeing, they're seeing impatience. Mm-hmm. They're seeing disunity. They're seeing selfishness. Mm-hmm. And when you establish a divorce culture like that, that's what gets in them in their subconscious. Right. And now when they go out and they put in a situation <laughs> where they have to where they have to perform mm-hmm. spontaneously, that's what's going to come out of them. Mm-hmm. So it also magnified in my heart the importance of what we're doing with gospel love and our coffee in the morning community. That we have to be able to um, um, impart these intrinsic skills within our sons and daughters that's necessary for them to go out and be successful, not just in our homes, but in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, on the playing field of life, so to speak, you know? And when I saw that, it's like, it's like 
marriage is God's mechanism, not just for a husband and a wife to be successful in life, but for their children and the extension of their life, an extension of themselves and their children. My marriage and the intrinsic skills necessary for me to maintain a magnificent marriage and love my wife as Christ loved the church and have my wife in a culture of love is supposed to extend out to, to at least two generations. That's what it's designed to impact, at least two generations. And if we don't have that, mm-hmm. we end up with what we have as a community. We okay. end up with what we have as, as within our sons and daughters, um, in most cases, from the urban communities. That's why our avatar is is on the... On the um, Urban community. Our avatar, our primary avatar, is 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 faith-based couples of color. If we can really, really, really narrow it down, faith-based couples of color, so that we can instill the the um, principles and the mechanisms necessary for you to build the culture of love and produce not just a magnificent marriage, but children that have the qualities and the traits for them to be successful on on, on whatever field of of. of choice that they go into if that doesn't make you want to master marriage <laughs> i mean right. you're literally affecting generations here you need to master this oh, you yeah. need to right yeah. but so what why do you think it is or, or how, how do you think it's gotten to this point where this this concept this revelation this information has been so heavily overlooked or so heavily like how, how did how did it how did, how did we miss it well, I think it comes down to the the pursuit. Whenever, whenever we're talking about what we're talking about, like that's revelation from God. This like 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 this by revelation. Like yeah. this, everything we give me is from the Scripture. It's by revelation. When we start, when we get into the what defining master, we're gonna see that this has been some. This has been God's mind from the very beginning. Mm. Well, because we have a very religious approach to the gospel, to the Word of God, then we we we, we aren't able to ascertain or decipher out of the Word of God, or we're not even positioned to hear or receive what it is God wants to give us. You know, by the grace of God, we've been able to position ourselves in a manner. That as we think on the scriptures and as we critically think and we analyze everything and we look at the details of things, God is able to open up more to us. Right. And he's just been opening things up to us since we started this process of, of gospel love eight, nine years ago. Right. We've been able to see some things on well, as it pertains to love, as it pertains to the matrix of marriage, as it pertains to husbandry, as it pertains to wife. We've been able to see some things and get on the, get on the other side. Most folks talk about marriage from the outside in. Because they're not on the inside of it. We're, we, we've been able to get on the other side of it. When you talk about when you talk about our combined over fifty years of combined love relationship experience, I've been married twenty seven years. Going, we're in our twenty seventh year now, right? Y'all been married ten years, and you're you're eleventh year. Am I right? Eleven? Ten? No, we're. We're Nine, eight, seven, six, it'll five. be our ten year anniversary uh, in ten, September. Ten year, ten year anniversary in September. So it's like it's like man, it's like. Our experience has allowed us to, and, you know, we've been coaching couples for 20 years. I mean, so we've been marrying folks for 20 years. So we, we've had an experience, you know, both from life's perspective and from the word of God, you know, um, because of our forensic pursuit of, of, of becoming what it is God wants us to become and reading the word of God. You know, it's just there's a lot that goes into what we're seeing now and what we're able to communicate to the public and how we're able, able to help uh, husbands become heroic and wives be, be wondrous and marriage be masterful and be, uh, be magnificent and we become into, we enter into the state of mastery it's just it's just you know what we position ourselves to receive from God more than anything um, Caitlin and I was talking earlier um, you know the Lord filled myself and Leslie with a love and with a mind to establish a culture of love in our household from the very beginning I mean mm. you know people in our circle have, have experienced it and, and testified to it and um, I'll never forget when my son 
Justin was eight years old, mm -hmm. he started playing youth football in, in the city, right? We live right, like right on the outskirts of, 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 of the city, city limits that we, the, in, in the community that we're part of. And he, he was pretty much sheltered from that urban environment, right? Mm. But I wanted him to play because I grew up in Detroit, east side of Detroit. So I wanted him to experience, you know, that urban because that's where you get the toughness and that's where you get developed the things you need to really, you know, uh, go far in, in, in your competitive sport. So it was funny when I took him and he started playing, the coach, um, the coach uh, had, you know, he had a very, uh, the coach that he had was very, very aggressive. And he, and he would mm. get on his kids. He'd get on, and I loved that. He coached them hard, right? So Justin, I trained Justin from the time he was two, three years old. Whenever I'm correcting him, whenever I'm talking to him, you look me in the eyes. And you, and you take in what I'm saying. And then you got to regurgitate back to me what, what, what I just said and make sure you understood it. Mm. Right? It wasn't a matter of me yelling at him. It's me saying, you know, give him clarity on why he what, why he get ready to get his butt spanked, why he did wrong, what it is, here's how we're going to do it, right? Ain't no walking away, pouting, and, and all that old stuff, and getting, letting your emotions get the best of you. Ain't no, none of that. No. Calm down. Listen to what I'm saying. Take in what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, Daddy. Explain to me what I just said to you, right? He's able to do that. And over the years, he developed this calm about him, right? Now, now the unfortunate thing is all the other kids that he grew up, grew up, you know, in the urban community and right. it was just the opposite let me just say it like right. that but so his coach would have to get on him every so often and just like he did with me because he understands authority when his coach would pull him to the side and, and get on him he'd do it to his coach the same thing he'd look at him you know Justin had these big old big old brown pretty eyes he'd he coach be yelling at him fussing at him fussing at him and then Justin would say yes coach and go run and do what he's supposed to do after to doing that the, the, time, the, coach, the coach came to his mom he's like I can't even yell at the dude. I can't even yell at him. I feel bad getting on him because he's so he's so he's so. And unfortunately, he was like he's he's so not like the other. You know, you you, you got to make the other kids stand there. They, you gonna talk to them? They try to walk and they start walking away from you because that's what they're seeing in the home. Yeah. Right. That's what they're seeing in their homes, and you know, they, you tell them to do something. They got an excuse. They talk back to you because that's what they're seeing in the home. Mm. Right? They see when, 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 when mama don't fry the chicken right. And that's just an example. I'm, the, I'm just using that example. Or daddy don't take the garbage out. They see mama, well, you need to take the garbage out. Blah, 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 blah. And they see daddy, well, you, you didn't cook, you didn't. They see them busting it. And, and that's how they handle conflict. Right. That's how we deal with it. Right? That's why our mastery is so important. Right? That's why us establishing a culture of love in the home where there's, where, there's, where there's patience and there's long suffering and there's meekness and there's a unity. And we sit down and we, we talk out our conflict. We don't scream out our conflict. Hmm. We don't yell out the conflict. We sit down and we rationalize it. And that don't mean you can't be passionate or energetic about it, but it's just not something you, you should do. Right? And so those are the things that, that make marriage magnificent, but at the same time, It'll make our children successful in society. And that example I thought would be a good example mm. when it comes to how our, our culture of love or culture of divorce will affect how our children function in life. It is imperative. There's a reason why things are the way they are. Right? There's, there's outside forces that we can talk about that's affecting our community, but there's also inside forces. Right. Our responsibility is to focus, primarily focus on those inside forces first. We can, for, we can those, that's the stuff we can control. Right. 
outside forces, racism, you know, prejudice, all that other stuff. We we gotta we can we gotta we gotta focus on that as well. But 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 we have to focus on the in, inside and what we can do and mer- mastering marriage and repairing our family unit is a primary focus that we should have. Right. But it starts with the husband and the wife. So I know that we have some descriptions of mastery that you haven't went into yet, and we have less than ten minutes. So we'll be watching that clock, don't you? Mm-hmm. No, you're right, babe. So what I want to do is I want to I want to just throw out some words because that's really all we got time for. It's just to put out some words that define, uh, that describe and and define mastery and it's in itself. I'm not even talking about marriage mastery. I'm talking about the idea or the concept of mastery. And when we when we hear these words, it it should automatically put the the uh, believer into a certain mindset, right? So when you study the word mastery in itself, the first word that identifies or comes up when you look at the word mastery is dominion. Mm. Is dominion. What does that remind you of? Or what should it remind you of? What, what it should at least I can say this to y'all. What it should remind y'all of? Because y'all been around D, so y'all it should remind y'all of something. The, when you think about the word dominion. One of the original... Uh, uh, commands that Adam was given. The original mandate that God placed upon man right. is to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion. Yep. So from the very beginning, God was thinking about mastery. From the very beginning, the concept of mastery was instilled in man. God wouldn't tell you to do anything that he didn't already put in you to do. Mm-hmm. So it's in us to be masters. It's just about applying the, the traits and nature of what God placed inside of us Toward a particular thing and master it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why wouldn't we place that upon marriage? If marriage is the most important institution God has given us, it's the first one. Why wouldn't we have a mind to master my role within the marriage? Why wouldn't you have a mind to master your role as a husband within the marriage? Why wouldn't you have a mind to master your role as a wife within the marriage? Why wouldn't you have a mind to master wifery? Why wouldn't I have a mind to master husbandry? I'm, it's in me to want to master a thing. And have dominion in that thing. We're supposed to have dominion, not over the wife, not over the husband, but over the divorce culture. The wife is not the enemy. The husband is not the enemy. It's this divorce culture that is derived from the fallen nature of man and that selfish, that instinctive selfish capacity within them to create something that drove you, that drives you away from your spouse and not drives you into becoming oneness. That drives you into maintaining your, your, your let me make this word up, two-ness. That are coming into your oneness, right. right? The end of marriage is oneness, but the divorce coaches say y'all need to stay separate. I, I, looking at that, I, I think I think it's it's good to point out that divorce culture and, and just societal functioning as it is now, both the, the the wife and the husband typically have to work now to support a household with. I'd say maybe two children, right? One child, you know, maybe maybe that they, the 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 mother doesn't have to go to work, right? But I'm saying all this because what that culture forces in that instance is now the husband and the wife are spending more time apart, right? More than they usually would, you know, because not only is the husband being being put in a position to have to go work an eight-hour job as opposed to you know, creating wealth, you know, for, for himself and, and getting into the entrepreneurial field. He just doesn't have time to do that, right? It's not in time uh, uh, in this day and age for for someone to kind of create that if they already have a family. You have to do that before. But 
Now you're getting into a real cycle. Now you get into the That's cycle of generational curse. You right. get into a. I mean, this, 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 but this, this would require a whole nother show because uh, <laughs> no, because you're looking at me. You need to be pointing at him because he's the reason for this. Because now you're talking about breaking the generational curse, yeah. which most of us think is the devil watching over us. And you know, no, no, no. It's the cycle of how we live life. That's passed down. Just what I just said is an example of a generation of curse being passed down from, from, from the husband and the wife to the children. And the children are going to pass that down to their children because that's what they know until there's an interruption or disruption in that cycle. Well, you're getting into a cycle now from everything from the economic cycle mm -hmm. to a marital cycle. Right. And the frustration in that cycle is how do we get how do we catch up? How do we how do we stop this cycle right. where there has to come a, a, a break in that a breach in that cycle of of the the notion that the um, matrix or the upside down society has put us in. Right. The get a job mentality when that that's that's not a biblical concept. Right. There's really only things only two jobs uh, ever ever even spoken about in the scripture, and that was that of a uh, soldier and that of a servant yep. who really had to sell themselves into servitude because they had mismanaged what God had given them. Yep. Entrepreneurialism is what God has originally designed for every man to function in. Mm -hmm. Even a job, you, in a certain degree, you function as an entrepreneur, right? Even in that. But the true essence of a job is not entrepreneurialism. It is, it is, a, it is a bondage, in a sense, mm. right? So when you talk is that about considered part of the mastery as a husband, what uh, integrating that entrepreneurial? Thing. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. If, we, if we're going to truly function in the image and likeness of God, then you have to function entrepreneurially. Mm. You have to function with a mindset to to make wealth and have multiple streams of income, right. and eventually get to the point to where you enter into a rest, and now you have both your earned and your passive. See, what we would do with couples like that, we'd put them in our building with God's way program where they understand how to how to develop first identify as an entrepreneur then develop the skills of an entrepreneur which really comes into uh, product creation marketing and making offers in a way that people just can't refuse right right so we we would break all those things down but what you're touching on is the generational curse that happens when you when you when you enter into that 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 spectrum it was never intended for the wife to have one job and, and go off for eight hours and the husband to go off a different job and go off eight hours. Right. It was intended for them to work together. Right. I know that's, I know that, I know that's tough because I hear some folks say, <laughs> I can't work with my wife. Well, why? <laughs> there's a reason. No, there's a reason why. There's a reason why. Right? There's a reason why, there's a reason why um, both the husband and the wife have to work. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. It ain't meant to be that way. Mm. How could it be? How could it be meant to be that way? We did we did something with the hours. We calculated the hours yeah. that it would take to <laughs> yeah. spend time. Like five like what, and a half like, years. Like, like like in the beginning, the man had the whole year off. Mm -hmm. The husband they didn't work for a whole year. Yeah. They didn't work for a whole year, and it equated that whole year in time equated to the three year time period that we say is the worst or something like that, right? First three exactly. years are the hardest, they say. The first, right, right, right. But but what we figured is it would take five and a half years to make to to complete that year's worth of time of being off from everything. Right, working a full time job. Right, and and but if you if you didn't, what makes those first three and a half years or those three to five years hard is because they're not spending the time together right. that God intended for them to spend time together to enter into that place of oneness. Right, a whole year. Just imagine a whole year with you and Ken. It's a whole year. All y'all was doing is loving each other. You didn't have to worry about nothing. A whole year. Well, we a whole year. A whole year. We take a week and talk and call it a honeymoon. The honeymoon is supposed to last a whole year. With no babies. With no babies. No be no baby. Oh, tomorrow. Listen, 
but but that's not the intent. So we'd have we have to we got to go back and fix that, right? So what happens now? You enter into entrepreneurship, right? Your children watch you grow up as an entrepreneur, right? I always feel like my desire for entrepreneurship I, I saw in my father, even though his entrepreneurship was on the other side of the law. Right. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a hustler. Even though, yeah, yeah. Even though that's entrepreneurship. Yeah, even though sure. his entrepreneurship was was manifested and on the other side, mm-hmm. and even though he introduced us to that in that same thing, you know, son, this is what you're gonna do. He gonna give you this. You gonna give him this. Mm-hmm. You gonna give him this. He gonna you gonna give him this brown bag, and this how this gonna work, mm-hmm. right? That mindset though, that entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm was instilled in me because I saw him doing business and transacting business. Right. You know, and he would take me in the car with him and we'd go do drops. And, I mean, but that that was entrepreneur. I saw money exchanging hands outside of him going into the, because he still had a job now. Oh, wow. He was still going to work every day, eight hours. But I saw, and my man, so the entrepreneurialism is in us as, as beings, being created in the image and likeness of God. Dominion has always been on God's agenda. It's to have dominion. And the idea of what we lost and, and have gained in the kingdom of God is that idea of power. Everybody yearns for power. Right. So they can have dominion over themselves and their circumstances. If that's the case, now marriage becomes a whole other thing. Mm. It wasn't God's design for there to be poverty in marriage. Marriage and poverty don't mix. Right. Poverty and love don't go together. God is not in poverty. He's not in poverty. How can I love my wife the way I want to love her poor? Like you can love her. Don't get me wrong. You can love her. You can be in love. You can have a great love of relationship poor. I heard, I heard a whole this lot better when you got some money. 100%. <laughs> I, heard this, I heard this said before. Uh, it might have been on a TV show. But somebody said there's nobility in poverty. <laughs> you want me to come on that? Yeah. Come on it? Who? I don't even know who I want to comment. It wasn't it's, somebody it's, speaking. It was just a comment somebody made silly, to another person. So, like, this, uh, this this guy was part of this, you know, billion-dollar corporation that he helped start. It was a tech company. But he walked away because his passion was for doing FBI work and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But one of, one, of, one of his fellow agents said that, you know, she respects him for it because there's nobility in poverty. What's nobility, anyway? What does that mean? Noble. Yeah, what? isn't that sort of like an honoring? Yeah, sort of thing? like, like an honor. Go do your Google thing. Sure. <laughs> the Google, Google Queen, Google queen right here. <laughs> like, what, what's nobility? Like, I need to give me a definition of that. Yeah. Nobility. The quality of being noble in character, mind, birth, or rank. Just look up noble. Okay. It's still um, religion, I mean. I don't care what how having or showing very fine or admirable qualities. Right, right. So, the idea of poverty being nobility I, ain't no Bible on that. For one, <laughs> definitely ain't no Bible on that. And two, I just don't see what, what's noble about poverty. Mm. Right, poverty is the enemy. Poverty is God's enemy. Yeah. Like that person just don't know better. It's just ignorance. Right. They just don't know better. Like, like you said, it's religion because I mean, it's you, you look at um, you, you well. You look at people who take the vow of, of uh, you know, celibacy and all that when they become a priest and stuff, and, and they just they, they 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 don't take on you know a paycheck or anything like that. They their their food is provided for them, but they they consider that to be a noble act because I am now entering into this. They tell us they ain't getting they ain't getting busy. Hmm. We got evidence that say otherwise. Right. They're telling us they ain't in there to get that thing done. I mean that right. thing going down in them, in them rooms, man. <laughs> That's they telling us. But anyway. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making fun of you. I'm just trying to, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to point out. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, no, they I'm with on this one. Them boys, no, them priests in there tearing that stuff up, man. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, you them know what? I see four man. zeros on the clock. Yeah, um, sure man. is. Sure is. Anyway. Let me get to this. So yeah. we got we got dominion. The next idea of mastery is the power to govern. Mm. What did Jesus give us? What did he give us? A kingdom. What's the kingdom? It's a governmental structure. Right. It's the power to govern. Right? We didn't Adam didn't lose religion. He lost a kingdom. He lost the ability to govern. He lost what the word is in Hebrew is mamlaka. He lost the ability to rule and govern as God had told him to. A systemic way of governing, right? When you when you understand marriage and 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 the s- systematic methods built within marriage, it'll make it easier. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if you don't have the dominion mindset, if you don't have a governing mindset, the ability to govern what needs to be governed in the culture of love, you you miss it. You won't have what you're, you're supposed to have. Okay, one more, one more, Abby, one more. It's the idea to command. The idea of mastery is to have enough power and control that where you can now decree things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the scripture says, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. Life was designed to, 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 to live via decrees. Mm-hmm. Marriage was designed to live via decrees. As me and my wife decree, we refuse to argue. We ain't arguing, baby. We were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Folk believe they got to argue. Folk believe they got. To, they believe it's noble to argue. They, <laughs> they believe people it. People believe it's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. It's, that's ignorant. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most unhealthiest things you can do. Right. Because a lot of times, what comes out of arguing is some words that you don't want to remember. It's some hurt feelings that you want to forget. When a husband and wife decree, sister, listen now. We decree. We're not arguing. We grew up watching arguing and fighting. Like I've seen. I'm fighting. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Oh, I've seen it all. Salvation, I'm talking about, I, I, I'm almost in, I'm seeing, I've seen guns get pulled out on me. I've seen it all. Mm. Like bats, like all that. We like, But to the glory of God, salvation changed all that. Like we refuse to argue. So let's grow up in a household where their mom and daddy argue, fuss, cuss, call each other names, all of it. Right. No, that ain't happening here, babe. We don't have to argue. But my dear brother Alan said, said he don't believe in arguing. I said, what? I said, no, he said, me and my wife, we don't we didn't argue. She said initially she wanted to argue, but he had a methodology that killed it. Oh, I love this. Please he say it. He killed it. Please right? say it. So every time, every time Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, 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 look. You feel it, you feel it, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, you and when I said we have 40 minutes. We are five over. It's, it's still working. Everybody, every, every, listen, listen. My <laughs> brother, say, say, uh, his wife, very argumentative, right? But he was he was just, we just wasn't, a, he was a lover, he just wasn't into it. So he said, he would pray about it. Lord, what do I do about it? Lord gave him what to do, right? Wife, wife come to argue, he just started praising God. Lord, I thank you, I praise that we don't argue. I thank you that, I thank you that we speak each other in peace. He just started praising and thanking God, right? Initially, he said, she just go right through it. Get on, get her stuff off, and then she going on by the business, pouting mad for the rest of a couple hours. Then he said, but he said, he just kept doing it. He said, he kept doing it. He said, over time, it got to the point to where, it got to the point to where she, she, she would get rid of arguing, he, she stopped. <laughs> she got to the point where, 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 where she get ready to argue. He put his hands up. She, well, and she stopped. Mm. Got to the point where she wouldn't even raise her voice anymore. Honey, there's some things I want to talk to you about. You mind if we talk about them? And you know, see, when he told me that, oh, we decree. We ain't, we ain't arguing. But that's not what we're gonna do. Right. 
We're going to talk it out. We may get passionate a little bit about it. But it ain't going to be no back and forth. And you this and you that. And the children are not going to see us doing that. They're not going to see us lose, our, lose, our, lose, our, lose control of our emotions or lose our mind. Right? I know that sounds far-fetched, but that's what happens when people say, I lost my temper. Mm -hmm. Your temper speaks to the control that you have of your mind. Mm. Right? We're going to see people, we're going to allow children to lose our mind. So when they get out in the street and something don't go the way they're supposed to go, they, they get emotionally riled up and they lose their mind and they lose their temper and ain't no telling what go down today. They liable to get shot or killed or something. Mm -hmm. All because they couldn't control their emotions. They lost their mind when something didn't go their way. They get ejected from the basketball game. All kinds of stuff go down. See, but we don't think about it critically enough to see that these, these things impact our children in practical ways that we never relate to me and you arguing. Mastery is about decreeing things. Baby, we're not going to argue. We're going to talk rationally to each other if we don't agree. If we don't agree, then we're going we're gonna to find a way because there's, there's a reason why we don't agree. There's a reason why we don't agree. Right. Like, there's a solution to this thing. Mm. We just got to have a mind to get to it. It could just be you want to be right. Mm. We got to stop oh. there. Right. We told stop. you that's it. <laughs> we <stop> well, <laughs> <laughs> so um, before I have Caitlin close out, I just want to challenge everyone who heard this. Decree some things in your marriage. Some things that you, you've grown up with that you absolutely do not want in your marriage. Decree that together. And then, and then also think of some things that you know that you can really master and it could be in your marriage or outside, but let's start thinking about mastery as all aspects of life. As a God thing. Mastery is a God thing. Here you go. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that. <laughs> mastery is a God thing. No, no, no. Thing. Go ahead, Caitlin. Thank you so, so, so much for joining us this week on another episode of Win As One. We will see you next week.